بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وعن ابي هريره رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم طعام الاثنين كافي الثلاثه طعام الثلاثه كافي الاربعه متفق عليه وفي روايه المسلم عن جابر رضي الله تعالى عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال طعام الواحد يكفي الاثنين وطعام الاثنين يكفي الاربع وطعام الاربع يكفي الثمانيه continuing with the hadith with the chapter which deals with ithar wal muwasat to give preference over others and to offer mutual comfort and sympathy the narrator is abu huraira radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said in order to appreciate this hadith what is important we should keep some background information necessary one is that this concept of what we call it'am or ta'am feeding others this is something that is very very strongly advised in shariat one is when you talk of feeding others having generosity spending on others etc but we find that shariat takes this concept even further the concept of not just feeding long distance but sharing our food with others if you look at western society or western culture or culture which is away from islam you find that when you go to the especially first world countries even if you're going for gush somewhere then there is a lot of protocol that has to be followed you have to phone the person up beforehand arrange an appointment if you just pitch up at somebody's house unannounced or you just knock on the door sometimes it's a meal time sometimes the person is involved in something else this is something that is very harshly looked down upon how did you how did you just come unannounced why didn't you make an appointment why didn't you arrange beforehand and unfortunately we find that a lot of that protocol and culture has creeped into our way of life also where we also have gone now mashallah to that level that we get upset or we get irritated if somebody has to come unannounced or somebody has not made, uh, d- does not follow protocol or doesn't make arrangements beforehand islam does not advocate that kind of thing islam is brotherhood islam is togetherness islam anything that is done individually will always have less reward than that which is done collectively our salah or jamaat is a classical example of that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam salatu rajuli fil jamaa tufaddalu ala salatihi find in the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam many many ahadith that the salah with jamaat is multiplied 25 27 times to the salah that is performed individually in other words we are encouraged to share with one another we are encouraged to have a communal life we are encouraged not to have these barriers the rich separated from the poor one race separated from another race the brotherhood of islam is that of collective the collectiveness that of us being together and from this hadith we learn one very very important lesson that if we will have that kind of spirit where we live together with one another we share the concerns and worries of one another and we try to assist one another 
And this is something that cements the brotherhood of Islam. And this is something that brings about great barakah and blessings in our lives. If you look at this hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, wherein Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ta'amul ithnain kafir thalatha. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, the food of two people is sufficient for three people. Wa ta'amul thalatha kafir arba. And the food of three people is sufficient for four people. And we find in the riwayat of Muslim Sharif, here the narrator is Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu, wherein Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ta'amul wahid yakfil ithnain. The food of one person is sufficient for two people. Wa ta'amul ithnain yakfil arba. And the food of two people will be sufficient for four people. Wa ta'amul arba yakfil thamaniya. And he said that the food of four people will be sufficient for eight people. We find in the riwayat of Tabrani, the background, as I mentioned, is given to us. That why is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying this? We find in that hadith of Tabrani, in that riwayat, it comes, Kulu jami'an wala tafarraku fa'inna ta'am al-wahid yakfil ithnain. We find there is a prefix in the riwayat of Tabrani, where Rasulullah sallallahu clearly exhorts us, Kulu jami'an, eat together. Eat together, share your food with one another. Western protocol is eat alone, live an isolated existence. Don't share the pain of the next person, don't worry about the next person, worry about yourself. Islam does not teach that. Kulu jami'an, eat together. Let it not be that you are eating alone, your neighbor is hungry. Your neighbor should not feel it difficult to walk into a house and share your food with you. And not only, we're not only talking about the neighbor, the poor people also. We shouldn't have these different classes or different, or live isolated existence. Rasulullah said, Kulu jami'an. Sahaba, this was anathema to them. Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, Yusuf sahab rahmatullah sahaba, many incidents he mentions. This Sahabi actually used to go on the street looking for people. He would not have food alone. Whenever he would eat, he would always share the food. And we find that to such an extent it got, and in that sharing also, ithar. Ithar in the sense that he would let the others partake of the food first. Even though they were sharing the same platter, he would let them eat first. Very often he himself would go hungry. His wife became so concerned and so worried that her husband was going without food despite they being plentiful. That one day she made intizam. What she did is she went into the street because by then the poor people had come to know the mizaj of Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhuma. So beforehand they used to gather in anticipation of his meal time that he would come and call them to share the food with him. He would never eat alone. So what she did is she went out and she found all the poor people that had normally gathered. She gave them food beforehand in the hope and expectation that Abdullah bin Umar would eat sufficient because when he used to gather, everybody used to give preference to them and he himself used to go hungry. So that day he goes out, now there's no poor people because she fed everybody and she sent everybody away. So in the anticipation that he would eat more. What he did on that day, he did not eat at all. Because he said that, how is it possible that I can eat alone when my food is not being shared with others? So we find to that extent, this mizaj, it'amu ta'am, feed others. Be generous, share what you have. Now we find the other culture is that we have to worry about health protocols. And it is regarded nowadays as irresponsible behavior and all sorts of things. 
Refiner coming in now, when this concept of Islam is being propagated, that when you will share, there will be protection, there will be barakah, this will increase the love and muhabbat between you, etc. In fact, even in our homes, if it is your own wife, the hadith of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala is very, very clear. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, she says even in the state of hayz, amongst the Arabs particularly, at that time the culture was that if a woman is in hayz, she's forget health impurity, she's napak, they would distance themselves from their wives when they were, in the, when they were going through the menstrual period. Yet she says, kuntu haizan. I was in a state of hayd and Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi I was eating a piece of meat. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa took the same piece of, took the bone from me and he chewed at the same spot from where I was eating. Likewise, she says, I was drinking from a container. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa took the container from me and he drank from the same container. Now we'll say, what about you? Maybe you're spreading germs or oh, this is going to lead to some sort of sickness. This is the, one is the culture of Islam and the other is other cultures or other ideologies. We are taught that by sharing the food with one another is not irresponsible behavior. This is the brotherhood of Islam. This will cement a relationship. This will bring about love and unity. Often I mention this example. One alim, he says that one person phoned him up and told him, you know what, uh, my wife and I are always fighting, always screaming at each another, insulting one another. So he said, next time you people sit down to eat, I want you to take one morsel of food and put it into the mouth of your wife. Share the food with her. In other words, share your plate with her. إِنَّكَ لَن تُنْفِقَ نَفَقَةً تَبْتَغِي بِهَا وَجْهَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا أُجِرْتَ بِهَا حَتَّى مَا تَجْعَلُ فِي فِي إِمْرَاتِكَ Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that anything you spend, Allah will reward you to the extent that even that morsel of food that you take and put into the mouth of your wife, Allah is rewarding you on that. So based on that hadith, he said to this person, next time you sit with your family to eat, share the food. Put a morsel of food into her mouth. So he says, I phoned that person up. And I asked him, that did you do, after a few days he asked him, that did you do what I advised you to do? He says, no. Why you didn't do it? He said, embarrasses me. So he says, to scream and fight with your wife, to use vulgarities doesn't embarrass you. But to put a morsel of food into her mouth embarrasses you. He says, go and do it now, I'm phoning you back in half an hour to check whether you did it. So now he was forced, he had no choice. So half an hour later when the phone call comes, he asked him, did you do what I told you? He says, yes. He says, what happened? He says, the moment I put the morsel of food in my wife's mouth, she was dumbstruck. And she looked at me and she said that, somebody must have told you to do this. You couldn't have done this on your own. Who told you? So he said, so and so alim told me. So she said, spend more time in the company of that alim. But we find that, coming back to the point, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the riwayat of Tabrani, kulu jami'an wala tafarraqu. فَإِنَّ تَعَامَ الْوَاحِدِ يَكْفِ الْإِثْنَيْنِ Rasulullah said, eat together. Eat together. Do not live isolated existences. وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا Do not separate yourselves. When you go in jamaat also, share the platter, share the dastarkhan. The companions of Rasulullah they would gather around, there would be one, there would be one plate, not ten plates when ten people are eating. There would be one plate and all of them would gather around it and share the food. Why? Because we find in this hadith, Rasulullah said, from the mafum of the hadith, we learn that this increases the barakah. This is barakatul ijtima. By being collective, the barakah and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will descend upon that food. 
وَإِنَّ الْجَمْعَ كُلَّ مَا زَاد زَادَتِ الْبَرَكَةِ And the more the gathering, the more the gathering, the more collective we will be, the greater will be the barakah and the blessings which will descend from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Eating together creates, also eating together creates compassion between Muslims and draws divine blessings as a result of which a limited quality of food, a limited quantity of food will be sufficient for a large number of people. Coming just to reiterate the message in the hadith, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that when we will eat like this, we will eat together, we will share our food, then the food of two people will be sufficient for three. The food of three will be sufficient for four. In the other riwayat, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said the food of four people will be sufficient for eight people. And we find that human nature, as I've mentioned many, many times, is we tend to hoard, we tend to be miserly, we find it difficult to share. When we will practically implement these things in our lives, where we will start sharing our food, we will share with the Sarkhan, we find that this will break down this tendency to hoard, this will break down this tendency of miserliness, this will encourage the spirit of the brotherhood and the community spirit of Islam, as a result of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase the barakah and blessings in our food also. Allah ta'ala will increase the brotherhood of Islam. Allah ta'ala will increase the love, the compassion, the muhabbat. Like I said, even if you are at home alone with your family, then share the food with the family, eat from the same plate. You'll find that through this, the little food, if there is little, the barakah will increase to such an extent that it will become sufficient for more. From this also underlying meaning, don't have too much of protocol. Don't have too much of, of takalluf. A lot of times, sometimes you invited two or three people, five or six people pitched up. Just sometimes there's total panic. Total panic like Qiyamat came away. That how is it extended the invitation? That's why they say RSVP. Make sure we know beforehand exactly the numbers. The food must not run out. What is Allah's Rasulullah teaching us? That shouldn't be a consideration. By you inviting people, by you sharing that the food with those people, that is a guarantee Allah will increase the barakah. Don't worry about the numbers. Inshallah it will be sufficient because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's barakah and blessings will descend. Allah give us